You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the 3AM Podcast. My name is DJ. My name is Charlie. My name is Sean. Telling uh, scary stories every week to you, uh, or as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't been that consistent recently, but uh, y'all know why. Uh, so thanks for tuning in while we're here. Today we got a, a long time homie. We've been, dude, we're coming up on episode 150. And, th- <laughs> and only now this homie comes in. We've known this kid for 10 years. This dude was in the trenches with us in the Philippines. <laughs> Me, Jordan, and Sean. He's a real OG and a uh, OG supporter of the podcast. Uh, welcome to the studio. Nolan Azars with the lazy eye. Everybody, <laughs> hey, give everybody it up. Out, yeah, baby. yeah. <laughs> Good to see you, you, dude. Looking? Who knows? Oh, yeah, bro. That's, that way. that's the knows? problem. Yeah. <laughs> one eye on the all friends, eyes on eye. you, yeah. all eyes on everyone. Yeah, yeah. All, all eye on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my boy's sitting sideways all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's always also, watching. Yeah, all, <laughs> he's also God from watching, uh, and maybe Nolan. Who knows? Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's also from Central Cali, so he he's he's with it, you know the the crew. This he's like honorary member, pretty much. So it was three a.m. So Nolan, are you from Sanger? You know it, born and raised, baby. Sanger banger. I was in Yay. I was in Sanger like a week ago. Oh dang! Why year? Why would you? Uh, why ever? Yeah. Why ever? <laughs> bro, what yeah. the? Dude, why were why were you born there, bro? Uh, my dad has a cabin. We couldn't afford anything else. <laughs> you ever go up to Shaver Lake? Oh, bro, all the time. Yeah, I was at a cabin up in Shaver, and when we come down and I go back home, I have to go through Sanger, and I yes. thought of you. Yes. Oh, bro, it's you bleak, probably... bro. It makes Visalia look nice. Yeah, yeah, dude, no <laughs> doubt. Like, not even gonna try to argue it. Like, I remember one time uh, when I was working down like over at Marley's at the Harley shop there. I told somebody, I was, he's like, oh, where are you from? I was like, California. He's like, oh, what? What part? I was like, Fresno. He's like, no, don't say that. He's like, say you're from like Yosemite. Say something way cooler, <laughs> dude. He's like, never tell anybody ever again. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Whenever I'm asked to describe uh, Fresno, I say, have you ever seen The Walking Dead? It's like that, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't open dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's when like you tell more dead, bro. Yeah. <laughs> when when uh when you tell people when you meet other people from California, but they're from like Southern California or Northern, and you tell them you're from Central, what's like the how do they, how is it received? Uh I don't know. They always just kind of trash on it a little bit, but I always try to spice it up. I never say like I'm a, I always just say like Fresno area, and then I'll always say Clovis 
strictly because I feel like more people respect Clovis a little, just a tittle bit, just a tittle. Bit. Why? What's about Clovis? Street credit? That's where the rich whites live. Oh yes. So no street credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I try to not let them see my lazy eye. They like, like you've been drinking that damn hamper water, boy. I'm like, yeah. uh, no, not me. <laughs> Yeah. So Charles, you were you were in uh California for Thanksgiving? Uh <clears throat> no. Cause my boss might listen to this. Oh, okay. Shit. Uh Nolan, where were you for Thanksgiving? Uh I went to Reno. Oh, does it get Damn. better? Bro, that's, that's that's like number two most depressing city in the world. That's Nevada's Fresno, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right now, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. what is this no- place? Like, <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, number is that my uncle? <laughs> number one most depressing is Las Vegas. <laughs> Look, yeah, dude. Even even with all the the lights and everything, like I I walk on the sidewalk and it's like all I see is like like a half smoked cigarette and like a crab leg next to each other and then like a card for like some <laughs> some titty bar and it's like what is this place bro you had me a titty bar yeah. <laughs> okay and then me and sean were here in utah for for thanksgiving so yes sir but hope everybody DJ's uh, thanksgiving big in hawaii uh you love that shit there's the holiday la kuokoa which is basically hawaii's independence day it's like the day after thanksgiving i think is that when we freed you no, Yo, no. What? So, so the, yeah, independent, from what? the, the independent. Well, here, yeah, it, yeah, you already know the the spoiler spoiler alert. You know, it's uh, the, oh, so the, it's a makeup made up holiday. No, no, it was real, it, but it just didn't last long. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't a holiday that uh, tradition that lasts very long. So, uh, Hawaiians still celebrate it. As the years go on, you know how people are like, Thanksgiving is a colonizer holiday. So Hawaiians are uh, becoming, I think, more like that generally. Uh, same with like July 4th. Nobody in Hawaii, like growing up, we never really celebrated July 4th. So, sorry. <laughs> I know we got some some passionate lovers of, of the US of A in here. but And that's okay. And that's okay. You know what? We're all here. That's the that's the best part. <laughs> you know what? what is going on currently right now that I think just brings everyone together? Team USA for World Cup. <sighs> Literally, <laughs> everyone is arguing the Bow day before down, it starts. England. I know. <laughs> and then everyone's but, like, Revolutionary War winners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bow down to your true king, George, uh, George Washington. <laughs> I know, for real. It's crazy y'all got clapped at your own sport. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I have a fun fact about Nolan. Yep. He looks white, but he's Filipino. What? True. What? True. Oh, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Diamond in the rough. <laughs> yeah. Just like Real a Southeast Asian hiding. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Coming out the ground, dude. Oh, I'm just yeah. kidding. Uh, do you want to talk about your background a little bit? Like what it was like growing up uh, culturally? Anything crazy you saw in Sanger? Uh, no, I've just, I don't know. Is uh, For me, it was normal. Uh, just like high school was like pretty, like just growing up, like Sanger is like very heavily like Hispanic. So mm-hmm. I grew up and then there would be times too, cause my last name is Azaris or like Azadis that people would see that and they're like, Oh, like you're Hispanic. And uh, like, there'd be times I'd be like, yeah, like <laughs> no see? doubt I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, yeah, 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 we knew it. And I was like, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Sabe, dude. Yeah. Sabe, 
Yeah, I was like, give me those flaming hot Cheetos. It is 7 30 a.m. boy. Yeah. Bro, what a terrible way to start. I dude, I that's I blame that for half of my struggle in high school. Like we would wake up, it's two red chili burritos, red hot uh Cheetos with sriracha in them, and that's like 7 a.m. in the morning. Rightfully so. That and like a Red Bull, and it's like, no wonder my got tummy issues now. Like Yeah, dude. I'm struggling. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're a nurse, bro. Yeah. Straight up. Like, <laughs> the, the, which, like, which, like which, one of the most Filipino I things. I was going to say, dude, you, you, have, make you, like have, you have fulfilled the measure of your yeah, creation man. as a nurse, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> so how like, many did you know from a young age? Was it just inside you? Like, I have to be a nurse or? No, like I didn't know until I started getting like older and like kind of dabbling into family history. I was like, oh, this is something I have to do now. You know, like <laughs> the mission really helped. It was like either that or like hotel hospitality type stuff. And so mm. you could have done either one. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> nobody yeah. does that here in the States, bro. So <laughs> it was strictly nurse. I'm trying to get that shmoney, boy. <laughs> there you go. Let's move on to the story portion. Let's go. Uh, we're doing another deep dive. And uh, this time we have Sean taking the reins. And uh, me and Charles got got a little bit to to help him out. But uh, Shawnee, what you got for us? Our theme starts off with, have you guys heard of, or do you know anything about the Circleville letters? Does that ring a bell? I can honestly say no, it does not. None, none. Uh, I could tell none. you nothing about it. Nay, Lord. Yeah, me too. Okay. There were letters in Circleville. I, I heard about this and then started doing the research, and it gets wilder and wilder the deeper I go. So we're going back to 1976, Circleville, Ohio. Why is Ohio such a big meme That's what right I now? was just going to say, like, what is going on in Ohio? Where did that start? Because you see in all the comments and all the memes, it's like normal person in Ohio, average person in Ohio. <laughs> okay, we'll see. I guess the story will tell us. Yeah, the story will tell us. I lived in Ohio for about five years and definitely sus. There's sus energy in Ohio. That's what I would say. Interesting. So 1976, Circleville, Ohio in a town where some would call it probably quaint. Some people would call it boring. They're known for their pumpkin festival that's held every year where people come from around the U.S. to go to this pumpkin festival festival in Circleville, Ohio. In 1976, though, someone who was living there whose name was Mary Gillespie receives a letter with no return address postmarked from Columbus, Ohio. So for a little reference, Circleville is about a half hour south of Columbus, Ohio, and Columbus is in the center of Ohio. So we're talking middle of Ohio, basically. Postmark from Columbus, Ohio, no return address. And the letter states that, Mary, I know you're having an affair with the superintendent of the school, and I know where you live. I know you have children. End. Dramas. Dude, the tea, bro. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what's going on. Decides to ignore it. She doesn't do anything about it. Shortly after, she receives another letter saying, you still haven't done anything. If you don't do something, I will. 
she's still like, I don't know. Like maybe if I ignore it, it will just go away. Like what I do with all of my problems shortly after we're talking maybe a week later, Mary's husband, Ron receives a letter that's addressed to him. He's also aware of the, the letters that she got. He's not aware of the letters she got yet. She's it, hiding it because she's having an affair. Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> Allegedly, she's having an affair. Ron receives this letter that's postmarked to him. Same, it's no return address, postmarked from Columbus, Ohio. And I'm just going to blanket. All of the letters received are from Columbus, Ohio, postmarked from with no return address. So I don't have to keep saying that. But the letter is addressed to him and it says, your wife is having an affair with the superintendent of the school. Do something about it. Make her admit it. Or your life is in danger. Dude, what a tattletale, bro. So we're up in the ante here. It's going from, it's we're just trying to make you tell the truth, to now your life is going to be in danger. <laughs> Dude, innocent bystander, too. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> your wife's me, getting f- and you're going to get f- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So Ron obviously goes to his wife, Mary. He's like, yo, what's up? What's going on? She denies the affair but admits she got the letters and didn't know what to do. Now, they are scared. They're kind of concerned about these letters. They aren't too scared to go to the police yet. However, they decide to bring in some of their like friends. They're being like, hey, we don't know what's going on. What should we do? So they bring in Ron's sister and her husband, whose name is Paul, and they're like, hey, what do we do? In this conversation, Mary comes out and she's like, I think I may know who these letters are coming from. She thinks that it's someone who works with her. And side note, Mary's job is she's a bus driver for the school. So that's also where the connection with the superintendent comes in. But this guy who works with her asked her out at some point, even though she's married and has kids, and she turned him down. And she thinks that now he's obsessed with her and trying to create this drama in her life. So they decide we're going to send some letters to him and tell him to stop. So they do. And the letters stop for a short bit. 1977, the letters pick back up again. And they threaten to start posting things around town via billboards, signs, to get the truth out. Like pictures, videos, GIFs GIFs, on a telephone (laughs) bowl? So they're basically just going to tell everybody. And one night in 1977, Mary's husband, Ron, is at home watching the kids. He receives a phone call. Now, the kids don't recall what was said, but they recalled their dad, Ron, going from completely normal and calm to enraged. Yelling at whoever was on the phone, hangs up, tells the kids, I am going to get the person who is blackmailing us, grabs his gun, goes to the car, and drives away. Okay, wait. So at this point, we don't know if if the allegations are true. We don't know if the allegations are true. Mary's denied it. Superintendent, I don't know if he's aware of it at this point, but if he is, it's also been denied because the allegations are only alleged at this point. So Ron gets this call from nobody knows who it was. All the kids know is he becomes enraged, says, I'm going to go and get the person who's blackmailing us, grabs his gun, and drives off. An hour later, Ron is found dead. 
Get got, boy. <laughs> Talk shit. Get hit. Bro, he failed. He failed. Wasted. His, he was found dead in his car, crashed into a tree, and upon investigation, he had fired one shot from his gun, but there was no evidence at who or where, but he was dead. And initially, the police suspected foul play, but then the sheriff pronounced it an accident and said Ron's blood alcohol levels were one and a half times the legal limits. Here's the thing. His family's super confused because Ron didn't drink. I knew you were going to say that. Now, mm. maybe he got a little sip before he was going to go and like murder somebody. Murder somebody. He also doesn't murder people. He you doesn't know? murder people normally either. <laughs> Just a bunch of new highs or lows yeah. for this homie. <laughs> so there's a little bit of confusion amongst the people who knew Ron saying, well, Ron doesn't drink. And they were super confused at like what was going on in the first place. It's all pronounced an accident. Shortly after this occurs, hundreds of letters start going out to everybody in the town, alleging that the sheriff is covering something up. So now the sheriff is involved in this. Now the sheriff is involved. All of the letters, or not all of the letters, but a majority of these letters are like alleging the sheriff is covering something up in regards to Ron's death. And in addition to that, the letters are alleging that Mary is having an affair with the superintendent of the school. So trying to get the truth out. Now, everyone was also confused now once they like kind of get the backstory on this, on this, because it seemed that the letter writer's intentions were to go after Mary and Ron's family first. And then when Ron passes away, they start going after the sheriff defending Ron. And everyone's like, okay, what's going on? I'm so confused as to why people are involved that aren't part of the affair. I, I'm sure we'll find out, but like Okay, here I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come out and tell you here. If you want answers. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're not going to get them. Oh uh, plot twist. This guy's good. This guy's good. <laughs> Okay, so all these letters are going out, blanketing everyone in the town and in the surrounding areas in central Ohio, saying the sheriff is covering things up, Mary's having an affair, and we're going to start posting things about them on signs and billboards around town. This happened for a while, and at this point, Mary and the superintendent say that they are sleeping together. (laughs) And they both... Maintain that they did not start seeing each other until after Ron had mm, died. Cap. Cap. Fate. I think so too, dude. Hell no. <laughs> but that is very dude, convenient for her. It yeah. is very convenient. Because it's like That's if your husband your grave if your activity, husband bro. just died, dude, your first instinct is I want some dick, you know? <laughs> Ron is gone. <laughs> hey, Ron's slowly getting lowered in the casket. In the eyesight, they lock eyes, and it's like, <laughs> we're going to bone. That's not, that's not the reaction. That's now, not the move. Mary thought that in admitting this, that things would stop, but it actually made it worse. Now the person is posting 
these signs and billboards around town that are getting worse and worse, including her children saying that the superintendent is having affairs with kids in affairs. That's not even what you would call that. They're just being a pedo with kids in the town and they're getting more and more aggressive and more and more vulgar information being shared that is alleged at this point. First of all, no one knows who it is. Second of all, no one knows how they know all of this. If it's true, it's alleged, but like Mary and the superintendent came out that they were suing each other. So there had to have been some sort of truth behind it. Now, specifically, whoever the letter writer was would post these signs along Mary's bus route. Oh. And one day, Mary has gone from this being victimized person to angry. She's just upset that all of this stuff is being said about her and her family. She stops by one of the most vulgar signs she's seen to go and take it out of the ground. She like takes it out, throws it to the side, and notices a box attached to the sign. So she picks it up, heads home. She opens the box and finds a pistol that's jerry-rigged with twine that had she been in a certain position while tearing down the sign, it would have gone off and oh. killed her. Bro, somebody in oh. chat said, I don't know why, but this story is giving me Saw vibes. And that's exactly <laughs> one of the traps in Saw. <laughs> like they have to reach and grab the key from the shotgun. Mary, oh, dude, maybe they kind of like designed it after this. This How would have been ago? in right. This happen? was in this specific when she found the sign with the box was in 1983. Oh, yeah. So it started in 77. This is in 83. Huh. Man, they just keep getting her <laughs> ruthless. <laughs> so luckily, she wasn't standing in a certain position when she grabbed the sign. It didn't go off, but she immediately calls the police. Now, in, upon further inspection, the police noticed that whoever had set this booby trap up had tried to file away like the uh, VIN number on the gun, but they did a poor job of it. And so they're able to lift the VIN number off of the gun. And the gun belongs to Ron's sister's now ex-husband, Paul. Paul Freshour. This is the most convoluted web. I'm like, I need a, I need something to like. Yeah, you need like I need a, to like draw a this chart, on a whiteboard. Dude. Okay, so Ron's sister married to Paul. He was one of the original people they brought in to be like, what do we do about these letters? This gun is registered to Paul. They're able to put a serial number, I guess, is what they would call it on a gun. So brother-in-law is calling out his, I guess, sister-in-law, tells the husband, do something about it or I'm going to off you. Well, we don't know. We don't know the if it's gun him. The belongs gun belongs to him. Oh, okay, 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 okay. We don't know it's him. So the police go to Paul and ask him if that was his gun and totally cooperative. Paul was like, yes, that's my gun. It's been missing now for a while. I didn't know what had happened to it, but I had nothing to do with the booby trap after they tell him, tell him about that. He's like, I had nothing to do with it. In fact, rewind a little bit. When Ron had passed away, Paul was one of the primary people going to the sheriff saying, this is foul play. Why are you saying that this is a, an accident? You need to look into this. Mm. So he has somewhat of an immunity with yeah. his alibi. He He... Yes and no. So, Paul, the gun is registered to him. Sure. He works in Columbus. And the signs that are made are all easily obtained materials from where he worked. 
And in addition to that, they had him do a handwriting test. And it wasn't a typical handwriting test. For some reason, the sheriff decided to give him one of the letters and say, you have to copy this. That sounds easily gamed, bro. Easily I was going to say, yeah. It's like, hey, don't write it like this. Here's what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good luck. All of that put together was enough for a jury to convict Paul Freshour seven to 24 years in prison. Oh, that's Now, I have a picture of him. Like, I found, like, Deej, I posted it in the- Th- uh, This one? Yeah, that's him. Okay, Sean got this tiny ass picture. Dude, I don't know why he's so small, bro. <laughs> so, all right, Aww, there we go. He looks. He I looks, know he looks so sweet, he dude. He looks like not a bad dude. Done. I know it's a me, Mario. <laughs> Paul ends up going to jail, finds himself in solitary confinement. Oh, the letters continue. Oh. So he has an accomplice because he's guilty, right? That's what everyone yeah. is. That's what everyone <laughs> thinks. That's what everyone thinks. His cell is searched multiple times for any letter writing materials, never found anything. Eventually, seven or so years into this prison sentence, he goes up for parole. The letters are still happening. And so they deny him parole saying somehow you're still doing this. Bro, infuriating. Would yeah. be so infuriating. After he is refused parole, Paul himself receives a letter in jail. And he wrote it to himself. The letter said, we are going to be keeping you in jail as long as we can. <laughs> that sucks, dude. What would you do in prison? And it claimed that there were. <laughs> well, nothing, in, nothing. I'll tell you. He's <laughs> absolutely nothing. Weep and wail and gnashing of teeth. Deal, deal with it. <laughs> In this letter as well, it claimed there are more booby traps that people are going to find and be killed from. Bro, I don't think I've heard about this. Like booby trapping the city? (laughs) Booby trapping a city? Dude, that's crazy. So bus driver and superintendent? (laughs) Dude, that's wild. Dude, not equal. That's not equal reaction. This is Macaulay Culkin, dude. Yeah, Yeah, grown up. Yeah. Yeah. Terrorist. Gone wrong. After Paul receives this letter, the letters stop. Three years later, he is finally paroled. And until his death in 2012, he maintained that he was innocent. Oh, that's so sad. I'm so sad for him. Honestly, it's super sad. It's super sad. With all that being said, this story was picked up by Unsolved Mysteries. And they're like, oh, shoot, we have to, we got to dig into this. Shortly after they start doing their research, they receive a letter. And I have that up for you as well. It's probably super tiny, but it's that one right there. This is the letter that Unsolved Mysteries received from the letter writer. Forget Circleville, Ohio. Do nothing to hurt Sheriff Radcliffe. If you come to Ohio, you El Sickos will pay. Circleville writer. So all of a sudden, first first of all, (laughs) cultural appropriation with the Spanish right there. In Ohio. Bro, can I just say also who writes centering the everything right me want to kill myself? (laughs) Also the who writes in right angles. (laughs) 
Apparently, <laughs> Paul, that freaking dude, he's like, yeah, I can write We're that. With a sadist, a true sadist. He's like, that's, <laughs> Check that's this easy. Out. Just don't write in squares. Yeah, yeah for real. I don't know how he failed that writing test. <laughs> yeah, I know. Just had a T square next to him. Just freaking. Is that what the Stussy S right there? It looks like. <laughs> Super S over here. <laughs> yeah, the whole every life. kid in the United States was doing that at that time. So <laughs> that's how they caught Paul up, dude. He hit, he hit him with the S. <laughs> yeah, they found his notebook with all those S's. All right, damn, this damn it, Paul, it was you, El Seco. Yeah, <laughs> bro, Bart Simpson wrote this. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Anyways, once unsolved what's mysteries. On? What is that? Dude, I don't know. Some sort of like parchment paper or something. No, it's it. like a craft card. Like the corners are cut all nice. Yeah, they're like, hey, let's make it look fancy, but not center it. Unsolved Mysteries receives this and they're like, now we have to go check it out. Dude, Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries re- they did received it? They did a whole it? episode on this. Yeah. Received this card. Yeah, that went to Unsolved. This is from the that's episode like, they aired. That's like us getting a letter from uh, like the Zodiac Killer, dude. Bro, that would be nuts. <laughs> that would be so insane. What a merging of worlds. It was a true crime and then they involved a true crime podcast <laughs> to to get involved. To, to get their word out. Okay, so now Unsolved Mysteries keeps doing their deep dive, and they come across evidence that was never presented in court. There had been another witness, another bus driver who was on Mary's route, who usually was in front of her, so she was a little bit ahead of her to pick up other people, and she had seen someone at the sign with the gun that did not match the description of Paul Freshour. In fact... Where the hell was she? Paul just sat in jail? No, no. She told the sheriff. Mm. She told the sheriff, and she told Unsolved Mysteries that I said I'm available for interviews to give what I saw and was not presented in court. Why? Who throttled that? The sheriff, dog. Maybe. Maybe, like I said, if you want answers, this is the wrong place to be because even Unsolved Mysteries does not have the answers, but they do have the fact that this other bus driver witnessed someone else by the sign. And when they drove past, this person turned their back to them to face the forest so that they wouldn't be like recognized. But they did notice this person was large and blonde. And Paul Freshhauer is small and not blonde. (laughs) Damn, my boy got. That's the only time that that's an advantage in life, bro. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, your privilege is that you don't have any. (laughs) In in addition to that, she said that this man was next to a, a bright yellow El Camino. Paul didn't have one of those, obviously. And this is just a recreation from the episode, this picture oh. that I got for you. I was, was going to say, they got picture evidence, driver. too. I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> bro, it's, it's right, right there. there. <laughs> How do they not know? Get him. <laughs> Grab him. <laughs> okay, so Unsolved Mysteries airs the episode. Nothing happens. Like, there's no, like, aha moment where everyone's like, oh, this was so-and-so, not Paul. And as far as, far as the law is concerned... Paul is the one who did it. He was put away, ended up getting out on parole, and that's the end of their story for the law. However, there are three additional suspects that have been suspected by people who aren't within the law force in Circleville, Ohio. A is the superintendent. 
B is in the initial person they suspected was the person who asked Mary out and was turned down. And C. Damn, bro. Ron's sister, Paul's ex-wife. The reason she is a suspect is because shortly after the Circleville letter, Ohio, like all of that started happening, Paul and Ron's sister ended up splitting up. She left Paul, but Paul got custody. He uh, basically got everything out of the divorce. She ended up going and dating a man who fit the actual description of who the person driving the bus saw by the sign. And one of his relatives owned a yellow El Camino, but none of that was presented in court. So, Sick. Yeah. <laughs> so that might line up in like the physical descriptors, but what would be his MO for, uh, for the cheater, like the superintendent and the, the wife? Now, this is speculation. Or his motive? Yeah. This, this is speculation here because we don't actually know this. Honestly, there is no answer to this like story. Like the, 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 the police won't reopen the story or the case. This In their minds, Paul did it. This is what I think happened. Oh, Sean's take. Let's hear it. I think that initially it was the person who got turned down by Mary. And she was the one sent, or he was the one sending letters to her. And then when Ron and Mary brought in Paul and his ex-wife into that conversation and they decided to send letters to that guy, it stopped and then started back up. And it was from Ron's sister because she ended up losing everything when she split up with Paul and she was trying to like put something on Paul. That's my personal opinion. I don't know that as fact. Y'all ever get friend zone and just want to go on a killing spree? Yeah. You know, you want to jigsaw the city. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm living in hell. So now all of us are living in hell. <laughs> that shit is crazy, bro. Learn how to deal with your problems better. Real. <laughs> yeah, Damn it. <laughs> Dude, someone was hella bored. Straight up. They're like, wait, a random They're, ass lady and guy are wait, having an affair? Wait, a bored person in Ohio? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no way, bro. Damn. <laughs> Start that to shit finish, is though, wild. was 20 years of people being harassed by whoever the letter writer was. Bro, so. talk about twists and turns. You have letters. You have booby traps. You get unsolved mysteries in, and then they get another letter. And Incredible. they didn't actually help solve it either. It's like, well, I mean, it is an unsolved mystery, I mean, yeah, but a yeah. lot of times yeah, they, I find out the answer at the end the, of the episode. They held like, the namesake of their yeah. show. <laughs> it's like, that's you, another show that, that well, solved that, that's mystery. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I need to be watching that Well, episode. the killer knew that. The killer knew that. He's like, I can't send this to somebody who solves the mysteries. Yeah, it needs to be unsolved. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. No, that the, the logistics of that is so crazy. Sending it to unsolved mysteries years later yeah that really is like a, if we got like digs on like gabby petito like in the like now yeah um also there was something that was alleged that like pointed more to like ron's sister apparently when unsolved mysteries got involved she went and told mary don't go and talk to them like don't go and interview them or be interviewed by them and then she went and staked out where unsolved mysteries was doing their interviews and kept tabs on who was going and talking to them. That's, now, that's unhinged, bro. Suspicious. 
and doesn't say that that's who it is, but like, why, why would you do that if you weren't like directly involved in my opinion? So sorry, you're not going to get an answer here. It's, in, it's infuriating. And it's also so wild. Like also people setting up signs could never be caught. Like no one noticed anything besides this bus driver. Wild, bro. Did homegirl and the superintendent stay together? I actually don't know. Um, That'd be wild. The story kind of like goes from her to Paul as like. Hella disrespectful to Ron, dude. (laughs) Dude, good guy Ron. Yeah. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, that's Sheriff Dookie though. Dude. Yeah. For real. Honestly, there's a bunch of other crazy stuff that came out about people in this story as well. Like the sheriff was accused of other things. The guy who initially like asked Mary out was then later accused of like minor. What's something I can say and not get like. Yikes. Did you say he's actually a grape of a minor? (laughs) Oh, I thought I was like, bro, that's not minor. minor That's pretty major. Yeah, 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 a minor grape. No, grape of a minor, and he's actually on the run to this day. Like, no caught. Dude. Damn. What? These so, people like, suck. <laughs> bro, yeah. Oh, bro, yeah. <laughs> so wild. Like. Holy. And then there's layers to layers that, like, I'm probably not even covering. This I'm is sure. this is crazy. Uh, this whole topic of people working behind the scenes, working anonymously, they have so much power, like pulling the strings. Everything's in pandemonium, but they like are just staying hidden and running the show, dude. It's honestly impressive if you say like it is uh, pretty impressive. Like up, but impressive. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, we have a little bit more pull than unsolved mysteries. So if any of our listeners have any answers, please send them <laughs> in. Let's get this solved. Yeah, uh, yeah. justice for Paul. For honestly, real, though, and, and for Ron. And for Ron, let's yeah. take this bastard down. Yeah, dude, let's st- <laughs> let's finish what Ron could started. You know, yeah. <laughs> alcoholism. What he couldn't yeah. finish. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> just playing <laughs> his drink. Uh, it's- <laughs> dude, that was crazy. Yeah, it was it a wild ride. Can I go next so that I can go help with baby? I hear her crying. Yeah, go for it. Okay, uh, we're continuing on the same kind like, of theme. similar line. Yeah. Yeah, and with the similar lines, have you guys been watching the World Cup? Uh, uh, I've I've watched a handful. I actually have watched <laughs> a bunch of games. <laughs> Did y'all see Japan's big win, dude? No, I made dude, a point they, not to watch them. <laughs> Still salty, I see. No, Japan beat Spain. <laughs> yeah, December seventh, right around the corner, dog. <laughs> I'm feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> Salty like the water your ancestors <laughs> drunk when we flew over. Uh, <laughs> what's it called? You watch so your mouth. Japan, I go in there in two months, dude. So <laughs> Japan won, beat Spain, upset Germany. It was big. But did you see like the news about the Japanese fans and how they like treated the stadium and stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That Just was really heartwarming. Dude, y'all yeah. beat polite all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's crazy how far that goes, dude. It's just like, oh, like they're nice. And it's like makes it makes worldwide head news that they were nice and polite. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Also yeah. kind of like, sad that them being nice is what makes world news because people aren't nice nowadays. It's like, yeah, like uh, Brittany sent me a ton of links on it. And it was like TikToks of them like cleaning up trash and they like folded all the th- the clothes and they like did origami cranes and left it and like a thank you note and stuff like that. And I was like, so uh, 
does this make up for World War II? Like, are we even? Dumb, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to... That's not my whole point. My point is, with Japan, and like, it being the most Japanese... Like, they acted so Japanese. Do you know what I mean? Sean assigned me a story tonight that kind of exemplifies that. (laughs) It's the most Japanese crime story i've ever heard in my life and we'll jump into it right now uh but first dj what if i told you do you know pockies you know what those are oh yeah the little breadsticks skinny breadsticks dipped in chocolate how would you feel if i told you the next pack of pockies might be your last meaning you'll die bro i legit had like three boxes today no way. Are you being serious? Damn, I'm bro. dead serious. Like they had them at work and I was just like crazy, bro. Why dude, not? This story I'd be freaking is, dead, dude. This story is not only the most Japanese like true crime story. It's just it's a uh, uh, a whiplash of events. So let's jump into it. <laughs> I've teased it enough. All right. If you want to hear the rest of that story and all the other bonus stories we have, go ahead and head over to patreon.com slash the 3 a.m. pod. Become a patron, support the podcast, and get access to all of our bonus content. Thanks. Let's get back to it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever had a relationship that you're proud of? Proud of because you put in the work and the other person put in the work as well. Uh, didn't have to be perfect, but uh, effort was made, honest effort. I think it's definitely more rare to have those types of relationships. Uh, the good thing is with, with therapy, at least in my experience, uh, that's something I've been able to find. Uh, somebody who invests in me, uh, especially when I invest in myself. And we'd love, love, love for you to experience something similar. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Uh, it's entirely online, designed to be convenient and flexible, suited to your schedule. Uh, become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Uh, go ahead and visit BetterHelp.com slash 3 a.m. today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I love that uh, the the who are who are the people the bad guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love the the bad guys had mad personality. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like really put their foot in there and like establish themselves. This is who I am. Good branding, dude. I know. Oh, yeah. Well, my story has has some decent personality as well. Uh, you can tell how unhinged. The person is writing it like you, you know i mean all these people have something wrong with them but this one i feel like it shines through a little more that they're oh this is a, a like legit crazy person not just like a crime mob like anyway uh this Real one quick, dj before ahead. you get into yours can i i'm gonna have to let you guys go you got Sorry. you got a dip baby's still yeah. crying yeah i gotta Done. go help are Do you able to boy? like take my camera off and stuff yep 
So I'll just sign out. Sean, thank you so much. Nolan, thank you for joining. Listeners, chat, I appreciate all of you. Uh, Next time we need to talk about the bump we had in downloads because it's pretty insane. Oh, yeah. Significant. Um, But DJ, I'm excited to listen to your story back later when I do the videos and stuff. But I love you all. Uh, Bye, love, everyone, and be safe. Thanks for coming through. Okay. Peace. Goodbye. And then there was us, the three. Um, I'll try to get through this decently quickly. You're a young family, and you're starting to get some some money in the pocket where you can start investing in some properties. But somebody's working against you and taking it weirdly personal. You're just trying to buy another house, investment property, and as soon as you get in there, you're getting weird threats. And that's that's the premise of this this whole story. <laughs> and this is super recent. It only happened eight. It started eight years ago. Wait, that recent? Mm-hmm. So 2014 in June, we have Derek and Maria Broadus. It takes place in New Jersey, northern New Jersey. Derek gets a promotion at his job that's in Manhattan. This place is about 45 minutes away from New York City. And uh, they buy their second home. It's in a town called... Westfield, New Jersey. They're really excited. Uh, and I have a picture of it here. If you're just listening to us, it's a fairly large house, two story, six bedrooms. It's like olive in color with white trim. They have a couple of kids and they're excited to move in when they receive a letter. And the letter reads 657 Boulevard, address of the home has been the subject of my family for decades now. And as it approaches its 110th birthday, I've been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s and my father watched it in the 60s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. Uh, creepy. Super, dude. (laughs) Like, the family hasn't even moved in yet at this point. They're, like, doing some renovations, staying at their old house, and they're, like, visiting it back Mm -hmm. and forth, and they get this letter. The letter continues. It says, who am I? Hundreds of cars pass by the house every single day. Maybe I'm in one of them. Check all of the windows that can be seen from 657 Boulevard. Perhaps I'm in one of them. And the letter ends with, welcome, my friends, welcome. Let the party begin. And signs it as the watcher. Ooh. So um, I think one of our listeners sent in this story. Sean also found this story. And I think I read over this story a long time ago. I don't, yeah. I don't know if we breezed over this or had we another. We may have like even briefly mentioned that it existed. Yeah. Yeah. So this is known as uh, the watcher. This is. That's how the story is known, is known as the watcher of the, the Westfield house. So they receive this letter, and you can tell from the first letter, like the watcher is showing interest in the family. Nothing particularly malicious, but creepy to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, immediately, the Broadduses uh, reach out to the, to the police. They come through, they take a look at the letter, and their guess is as good as the Broadduses. You know, they don't really have any more information than that. So they're kind of like, okay, we have this on file. We'll continue to watch out for this with you guys. And it seems like they actually mean it. Like, we'll we'll monitor this with you guys. Please keep us in the loop. But right now, like, this is all we have, so we can't really help you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, a smart move that the Broadduses do is they reach out to the previous owners, which are the Woods. They ask the Woods, hey, we had this happen. Does this ring any bells? Is this familiar? Have you had this happen to you guys? And the Woods say, we actually received one weird letter shortly before you guys arrived, just involving us, uh, like not talking about you guys at all. We thought it was a joke and we just threw it away. We didn't really pay attention. And that was it. And we're getting out of the house soon. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're like, like dipping. Yeah, we're not going to deal with your this. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was that uh, kind of a dead end. The police did tell the Broadduses to keep this private. Don't share this to anybody, any family or friends, especially like neighbors and people. So we'll just take it step by step here. They're connected with a detective, Detective Lugo, who, who's helping them out. And um, yeah, right now they're just kind of monitoring, trying to carry on when letter two arrives. And let's just get straight into the second letter. 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It's far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic? Or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. Ew. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too, Broadus family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving in day. You know I will be watching. Ugh. So this one is coming with threats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like bet, you know? <laughs> like egging them on. Yeah. And uh, they have not even moved in yet. <laughs> Do you move in at uh, this point? Like you have all the renovations oh, finished? Man. Let's say they had it finished. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. You have to? Yeah. You have your other house. This is your second house. Oh, this is the second house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Airbnb it. Airbnb it. This That's is pretty 2014. good. That's actually a pretty good idea. I didn't think <laughs> yeah, about that. That is. I like that. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know. I'd, I'd say like maybe move in. Yeah. But like. Try it out. Yeah, yeah, Get yeah, your yeah, feet yeah, wet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just, yeah. just dip. Dude, maybe, just yeah. Are these little... empty threats? Are you, yeah, yeah. Are you actually. Yeah, yeah. See yeah, how you won't. the rabbit hole. You yeah, won't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to throw you won't. I'll you What you going to do about it? Bro, uh, I don't I don't think that was their attitude, but they definitely moved in. They move in, and shortly after, they're invited to a neighborhood barbecue. So immediately, yeah. they're like, dude, this barbecue, we got we to gotta like- Keep an eye out. We got to keep an eye out, see what we're working with, because it sounds like this person is local, you know? Yeah. They have an attachment to the house- Mm-hmm. They said, maybe I'm one of your neighbors, you know, watching from the windows. If you look outside your window, I could be any one of the houses or cars passing by, you know? 
So this is like their first introduction to what the local has to offer, you know, as far as the people occupying it. They go and they meet some people. They hit it off pretty quickly with the Schmidt family. They live two houses down. Uh, They seem pretty trustworthy. Same age. And they said, pretty quickly, we felt like they weren't suspect. That was our our judgment. The Broadus is speaking. Uh, that so they're starting to talk and they're like, tell us about the people here, you know. And it's they're a little awkward at the party because of the letters. <laughs> and they're like, like we don't know who to suspect. They, they yeah. say like yeah. we catch ourselves like staring at people there, like trying to like profile everybody, Just like mad. trying to match them up with the letters. Is, is this the person who pen pen the the letter as the watcher? You know. Uh-huh. Um, the Schmidt says, yeah. Um, Somebody who's been here forever are the Langfords, and they live right in between us, so right next door. Uh, the the Langfords uh, have been here since uh, like the sixties. Uh, Mrs. Langford, who owns the house, is still around. She's in her nineties. Uh, her kids are in their in their sixties, and uh, her grandson is about our age. The Broadduses are like forty, just newly forty, and. He kind of helps out the most around the house just because he's the youngest. Mm-hmm. But they've been here in the neighborhood the longest. So because of that, the Broadduses pay particular attention to them, the Langfords, next door mm-hmm. neighbors, based off of their longevity. The timing of letter one is very interesting. I, I guess I should say the barbecue, that was it. They, don't, they didn't notice Nothing anything else. else. Yeah. yeah, that was all they could reap from there. The timing of letter one the woods had moved out of their house and put it on the market. Mail was coming and the woods weren't checking it at that point. Cause they're already out. Yeah. The letter looking at like the post date came the day before it went on sale. So it's like before they even like bought it because it's before it was even on sale. Mm-hmm. So weirdly like the watcher, uh, knew who was going knew to buy who it. was going to buy it. And knew like it was going on sale the next day. So they were like connected, like got the information early on. Right. Yeah. So that was something to note. Just like the watcher is like steps ahead of, of everyone here. Weirdly. So yeah, the watcher makes a note in that second letter as well. I only read you part of it, but makes a note about the easel outside of the house. And they're like, Oh, that, that child's easel, which one of your children is, is the artist. Uh, I bring up the easel because that's an important note in the future. Okay. Letter three comes in. At this point, I think the Broadduses have moved in. Letter three starts, 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It is coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend and now it is my enemy. I'm in charge of 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass and for you to bring the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Let the young blood play again like I once did. Let the young blood sleep in 657 Boulevard. Stop changing it and let it alone. Okay. So sorry. Let me backtrack. They did move in. Okay. But by the time letter three came, they were super uncomfortable with staying there. So they got the kids out and they uh-huh. were only there periodically. Okay, so this yeah. third okay. letter was like, no, I want you guys in there. I want yeah. your kids, the uh, young blood to be there. No, no, that's worse, yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, super, super creepy. 
obviously goes without saying. Yeah. The history of the house, 110 years old. It was built in 1905. It was purchased in 1990 by the Woods, the previous owners, and then it came up for sale in 2014 when the Broadduses bought it. The Woods got multiple offers above their asking price. Wow. And we're getting into like uh, other potential suspects. And the Broadduses are working with uh, Detective Lugo and they're thinking it could possibly be one of the potential buyers. Maybe they were upset that they didn't get it, Mm -hmm. something like that. So they start looking into who the other buyers were Mm -hmm. and they're reaching dead ends. After this third letter, this time, like, he's showing, like, emotion, like, more emotion, negative emotion, like he's upset with them and letting them know. And it's freaking them out more, and they start getting more serious. So they install security cameras. They hire private investigators, uh, one of them being a former FBI agent. And uh, the PIs run background checks on the uh, the Langfords, the next door neighbors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Runs background checks on them and a few other neighbors. And they don't come back with anything except for two. One, there's a couple sex offenders in the neighborhood that uh, the Broadduses are now aware of. Doesn't seem very relevant, but good to know nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. And two... When the PIs were investigating neighbors, they noticed for quite some time that one house that was close, I don't know how close in proximity, but close to the Broaddus' house had like lawn chairs set up pointing directly at the Broaddus' house and the chairs were left there for for a while, like long enough for them to notice. So they never saw any of those neighbors sitting in there, but that was just something that they noticed. So they got the PIs. The Broadduses hired a lawyer to help them to, uh, I don't know, build a case, but against who? Yeah. Because they have a bunch of dead ends right now. Uh, they try to get fingerprints from the, the from letters. The letters. Nothing. The husband puts out an ad for a security guard. Uh, somebody preferably with military experience. And he's also shopping for like German shepherds. So he's like building like a yeah, fort, and it's full all it in. sucks because they Just say digging a moat around the drawbridge, a bunch of crocodiles out there. <laughs> <laughs> The watcher just has like a grand <laughs> to knock down the door, dude. You just hear like a freaking horn just boom. Yeah. <laughs> Gun door calls for aid. <laughs> All right. Um, it's sad because it's really affecting them and their personal life. Wife is seeing, uh, going to the doctor and she's diagnosed with PTSD from this whole situation. Husband's like losing sleep and like prescribed medicine to help him to sleep and then let alone the safety of their kids like when they moved in for the short while that they were there like they had to keep their kids on a tight leash they would play in the backyard but they had a decently big yard and they were like far in the back and she'd be like no you have to like be close to the house uh just playing mother goose heavy with them um until they got out but all of this like basically built like an illusion to them, this is them saying that uh, this was like this was at letter three. We realized like, or we felt that this was no longer a home, but like a prison. Yikes. <laughs> they've already sucked their teeth into this home. They've they've they're paying the mortgage. They're paying for renovations because they want to flip it. And uh, we'll get back to that. Actually, 
speaking of flipping it, I think they did all the renovations and six months after they, they bought it, uh, they put the house back on the market. Right. To try and get so. Unfortunately, at that point, rumors had spread enough that people who were looking into it were hearing about what was going on and were showing no interest. So they put the house back on the market and they weren't getting any offers. Nobody was oh, biting. No. When previously they yeah. were, you yeah. know, from the woods, right? Yeah. Uh, so super unfortunate. Um, <laughs> they're paying for this house. They're not able to flip it and get them the like return on the, their investment. And they can't even live in it if they wanted to. Yeah. They did with their lawyer uh, try to start a non-disclosure lawsuit with the Woods, the previous owners, for not saying anything. Exactly, <laughs> and because it's like if something significant, such as like a murder, happened in the home, you have to disclose that. Wait for real? to the buyers. Yes, uh, I think within a certain amount of time. Yeah, um, and they wanted. They were hoping that this these letters fit under that. Yeah, clause. I guess. Yeah. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't. And uh, after that, they go viral. Like I said, this was only eight years. All of this happened Jeez, between bro. the years 2014 to 2017. Yeah. So they go viral and the media, local media picks this up. Every day, vans, news, the media is outside their house, anchormen, anchor ladies outside doing interviews, you know, um, not with them, but just like. This is the house on 657 Boulevard um, of Westfield, and they have a watcher. Uh, the mayor even gets involved for some reason. The mayor's getting like backlash. People are, at this point, people are taking sides. People are, be people believe the Broadduses and are like, we have to do something about this. People are saying, no, the Broadduses are making this up. Incredibly stressful for the Broadduses. Yeah, and we haven't right. even visited the possibility of them making this up. But for me, I'm reading this. And I'm like, why would they do this to themselves? Yeah. They're, obviously, we don't have the full context. And maybe there's something in the missing context that could be beneficial to them if they were to do this themselves. But right. with the pieces we have, I don't think they would do this to doesn't themselves. doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But there are people who think that they're fibbing. So. Bro, also, like. Who gets a mayor involved in this stuff? Like in this day and age, bro. That <laughs> Call is the so mayor. Yeah. What's a mayor do? Yeah, I know. Mayors What's do zero. zero. The only thing I've ever seen a mayor do is in Jaws when he's like, no, open the beaches. And then look what happened, bro. Like, nothing happens with the mayor. So I don't know why people are like. Oh. What, so did, didn't the Jaws happen on the East Coast? Yeah, man. I feel like the Same mayor. Same mayor, like, dude. Probably. Oh, dude. He's just wrecking havoc. Um. They test the envelopes for DNA, which I guess is different from the fingerprints. Yeah. yeah. They find something, something small. They find that the DNA is feminine, which I just assumed it was masculine. They just assumed it's gender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> um, the DNA is feminine. At this point, they're still like trying to, like they just got out of this, Lawsuit with the Langfords, the next door yeah. neighbors. Abby Langford is like, so I mentioned the grandson with, who's about their age, who's mm -hmm. kind of like caretaker. They interview him twice. He's a little sus, but there's nothing, there's no hard evidence. Yeah. yeah. So he's not out of the question, but he's not he's just a for sure. He's kind of sus. sus. Yeah. Abby Langford, I think, is a sister. She is, they hire their own lawyer and they're like pushing back. 
they're like saying they're innocent and they're saying you guys are harassing our family. I know this is tough for you guys, but uh, yeah. like I don't know what else to say. It's not us, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Stop trying to like bring us into it. At Abby Langford is like the most outspoken about this, and when they get the DNA evidence that it's uh, feminine, they get one of the PIs get like a security guard at her work to like steal her water bottle <laughs> so they could oh, run DNA yeah. on her water bottle. Sadly, it does not match up. Sadly for them because yeah, yeah. they yeah. can't find it. Lucky for her. How, how do you feel like threat-wise? Like if you found out like say you're that family, you think it's a dude the whole time and then you just find out that like it's a chick. <laughs> I mean, honestly, props to the chick. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. For, like, I don't know if I'm like a little more scared for the kids, you know, because she keeps talking about like that, like, oh, we need that young blood in the house, and I'm just like, dang, bro, like, you don't have your own kids, like, yeah, go do your thing, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little infertile over there, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it's bro, it's chill. Leave I mean, it's alone. it's like Charlie's story when they got the message and it was a kid. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, in the, in the voicemail or answering what whatever it was. Yeah. So uh, super disarming. Um, like it is, but it's also like creeping its own little way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, come to find out. So they had been in the house for like over a year at this point. Nothing is going their way. Oh, no. The third letter, it had been like six months, I think, at least. Mm-hmm. that happened. And nothing else has happened except that they can't sell the house Media has coverage and their life is a living hell. <laughs> but uh, it's it's so sad. But uh, come to find out, before they had moved in, another family on the same street had received a similar letter again from the watcher. And they received a letter. And similarly to the woods, they thought it was a joke and they just threw it away and didn't pay any attention to it. But they found out... Because one of the kids who were older, I think they were a teenager in high school, they posted about it on Facebook and the the investigators picked it up. And they saw, okay, the watcher, like the watcher isn't partial to the Broadduses, it looks like. Like they've made some of these threats to other people. The previous homeowners, and not just that house, it was interesting it happened to another house mm. on the same street. But that was it as well. Like all of these things start to like pick up traction and then they find out it's like a dead end because nothing yeah. else comes of that. After that happened, the PIs staked out the the street in their car one night. And they notice this car pull up, the girl inside. Oh. And she's parked there for an abnormally long time. She gets out, goes into a house. She comes back after a couple of hours and they follow her. She lives in a nearby town. Knock on her door and they start asking her questions. This is what they find out. This girl is visiting her boyfriend. And the weird thing is uh, the boyfriend, I don't know how they found this out. Uh, There's like a gap in this part of the story, but this boyfriend is a gamer and he's playing a game called The Watcher. What? They ask, I think the girlfriend tells, tells them this. So they try to have the boyfriend come in for questioning I don't think that's enough evidence to like put out on a warrant, yeah. you know, for a rescue. Yeah, because it's circumstantial. So they can only ask him to come in to interview him. And both dates that they set up with him, he doesn't show to any of them. Oh, dude, the old switcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bamboozled. Um, 
So again, another dead end. I think it was Detective Lugo or one of the private, like the ones who took a took lead on this whole case, ends up retiring. <laughs> He's like, I'm done. <laughs> After with this that, shit. he's just done. Yeah. Um, Pours kerosene on his head. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude, dude. Nobody's able to find anything in any of these stories. Yeah. That's why that's the theme. Um, so eventually they can't find the uh, buyers. So they open it up for rent and they do find renters. Oof. The renters are reluctant. They're fully aware of this, but they move in nonetheless. And fortunately for them, they get no threats from the watcher. So letter four, oh. letter four comes in. You wonder who the watcher is. Yes. Turn around, idiots. <laughs> Bro, just like the Japanese one, just yeah, yeah. scathing. Turn around, idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me. One of the so-called neighbors who has no idea who the watcher could be. Or maybe you do know and you're too scared to tell anybody. Good move. I walked by the news trucks when they took over my neighborhood and mocked me. I watched as you watched from the dark house in attempt to find me. Telescopes and binoculars are wonderful inventions. 657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. Uh, <laughs> they carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the watcher. Uh, don't like that. It doesn't finish there. Like he got them out. He got, he has a bone to pick or they have a bone to pick with the Broadduses specifically. Oh, really? okay. Cause they didn't threaten the, the, the renters. renters and the end of that letter alludes to revenge in some form. And the watcher says, maybe, maybe it'll be a car accident, maybe a fire, maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away, but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day after day. Predicting COVID? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the mysterious death of a pet. Loved ones suddenly die. Planes and cars and bicycles crash. Bones break. That letter was in 2017, and there have been no letters since then. Yikes. The never returned to that house, and in 2019... Sold it to the Carr family. The Cars were fully aware of the situation and took the house for $959,000. How much? $959,000. The original price that the Broadduses paid was $1.3 million. Oh, yeah. What the? And that was before all the renovations they put into it. Bro, you got the money. So they oh. got net negative on this house. Yeah. Hard Bro, negative. I would have yeah. went... So hard negative and just bulldoze that whole thing. Like, oh, you like this house? Oh, let's bah, just gotcha. They tried to because uh, they had a hard time selling it in the beginning. They tried to appeal to the HOA to knock the house down and then build two smaller properties yeah. on the house. HOA denied it. <laughs> Bro, because that's HOA. HOA don't do nothing. Yeah. HOA is the watcher, dude. Yeah, I want to doubt it, dude. It felt like maybe hot fuzz. Or like, oh, or like, yeah, or, yeah, or a Truman yeah. Show, you yeah, know, yeah. like everyone's, everyone's in, in on it, it yeah. you know. I was gonna say the realtor, 
Whoever the because they because they're the ones that like kind of approve everybody or like you know they yeah the they ones knew that the, before they even applied or yeah. Like, yeah so I feel like they're not like they might not known about the Broadduses is that who it is right? yeah the yeah, family yeah but they were maybe looking for a younger ish family some family with kids Young and stuff blood. and yeah. so they're like kind of like going through and then mm -hmm. they would like choose like oh to the woods like yeah oh. Like never tell them about the other offers. Just be like, oh yeah, we just got this offer from this. This is a really good one. This is the highest one we got. Makes me want to know what the case okay. is against the Broadduses. The the yeah. the camp that was like, no, the Broadduses yeah. are, I guess, at fault to some extent. Yeah. Uh, since they were the only ones that were targeted, the cars who purchased the house in 2019. Nothing. They never received any letters. So it's not a watcher of the house almost. It's a watcher of the Broadduses. I guess. Maybe. I mean, the watcher says but it was their family's job to watch yeah. the house. But like all of these threats were only going to the Broadduses. There's like a disconnect there, you know? Yeah. So hmm. somebody in chat said the spooky realtor uh, <laughs> scares new homeowners out of the house is so Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Broadus has really said, got out of there right quick, dude. <laughs> Jinkies. Jinkies. <laughs> uh, but that is the story of the watcher of the Westfield house, New Jersey. Oof. So like I said, in the beginning, like these letters, this person's crazy, you know, the way they write yeah, yeah, yeah. almost feels like the Riddler. Like something's wrong in your head, bro. Like all of these, all of these stories we've shared tonight, something's wrong with these people. But this one like had a personality of like an actual like yeah. madman. Yeah. The Japanese one was just like, they were just like the boys, you know, yeah. like <laughs> getting together on a Saturday, having fun with it, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> troll the police. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> troll the police. Y'all like candy? Yeah. <laughs> Not no more. Not no more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Sean, great topic. Uh, it was, Mildly it, infuriating to infuri not none, of these, none of these stories have closure or answers, and sometimes it's fun that way for stories' sake, unfortunately, for yeah, these man. people. But yo, they made it out. They yeah. might have not gotten their bag, but I don't know. Sounds like they're doing well enough. They so. got their lives. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that last comment. <laughs> What's, uh, anything to add, brethren? No. Mm -mm. Good episode, solid episode. Uh, we've been doing short ones just because Charlie and Baby, understandable. I mean, he had yeah. to dip early tonight, but I'm glad we got to get in some solid stories tonight. And uh, uh, a decent opener as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, happy holidays to everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in again. Thank you for your patience as we navigate holidays. this new chapter in our life. Yeah, well, I mean... Yeah, the holiday season is always busy for everybody and us, and we had, don't have the best track record with like <laughs> being consistent in the holidays, let alone having a new baby in the mix. True. So thank you for your patience and support while we figure that out. We're trying our best. But love y'all. Hopefully we'll see y'all next week. We'll see. Don't want to make any, uh, any promises, but <laughs> we'll try. Um, until next time, trust your gut, watch your back. Be careful out there. And what you got, boy? Uh, I don't know, bro. Tell him, soldier boy. Yeah. I don't know, bro. Oh. Thanks for having me. I finally <laughs> made it. <laughs> we made it, mama. <laughs>
Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ohio is a land of mystery. From missing shipwrecks and lost treasure beneath her surface to strange phenomenon slicing through her skies. From myths that have evolved around historic events and people to the unsolved murders and disappearances that keep her communities wondering what happened? Find Ohio Mysteries on your favorite podcast app and let's explore the inexplicable. OhioMysteries.com.